Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. It's 12 o'clock. You know what time it is. Eastern Standard Time, might I add. But more importantly, man, that means you are tuned in to Steelers Nation Radio. And it is time for the Steelers Blitz. But more importantly, Arthur Most Wesley Euler, one with a decade-longer NFL experience, the other with a great head of hair. It's going to be up to you to decide at the end of this thing who is who. But either way, we greatly appreciate you and all your participation. And today... This big man spoke yesterday, the boss man. That and we'll did. obviously deep dive into some of his comments, his thoughts, some of his concerns, some of his optimism as well. His reactions? Absolutely. But speaking of reactions, we want your reactions and input as well. So make sure you participate with us. And the best way to do that is to hit us up on the twitter.com at dubody52. Dubody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. But how are you doing today, man? I'm doing. I mean, you it's, alive? it's Wednesday. We're in the saddle. You guys know I feel a certain uh, type of way about Wednesday. You said it's your favorite day of the week. We, we're, it we're made half, me sad. We're halfway home. Made me sad. Arthur mm-hmm. Motes hosts, so I just get to put my feet up. So, you know, things could certainly be better, but mm-hmm. they could absolutely be worse as well, too. We're, we're doing here on this, man, you, on this you Wednesday. you sounded too much like the Steelers all of a sudden, man. Now, your life can't be reflecting their life, man. That's not good for either one of us long term, <laughs> okay? So... <laughs> Oh, we playing the, we playing a long game I'm here saying, now. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying. We we can't be dealing with some of the same issues that this team is dealing with right now, man. That's not good for your personal life, babe. Nah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. a good one. We got mm-hmm. jam-packed couple days here. Yeah. I mean, 
the the hustle and bustle of the football season as normal. Mm-hmm. Um, as most people know, you know, I, I do some WVU show stuff as well too around some. around the football some. around the football team. That's a modest way to put um, it. So WVU plays on Thursday, play play tomorrow against Baylor at home. So that obviously condenses that timeline. So it's been a busy couple days here. We got. Baby Olivia's first birthday yeah, this weekend. Man, I'm excited, baby. Yeah, it's we're having a little little shindig at the crib. So you know what you know what comes with that when you're hosting people hey, and you got hey. some family yes. coming to town. This is true. Wifey and I hit Costco yesterday. Ooh, Mozi, spoiler alert. What's that? My wife may or may not have bought a bounce house. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, not like oh. a bounce castle, right? But, but no, a, bounce no, no, but a bounce house. house. I'm familiar, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm familiar. Things things have been happening. I like uh, it. at a rapid pace. So yes, here we go, full speed ahead Let's into October. Let's get it into fall, and uh, yeah, we're geared up for a moats host a Wednesday. Yes, absolutely, man. And um, I did want to start out with some of the things that Coach Tomlin talked about, but more importantly, the big headline was in um. I guess, direct progression since he's spoken after the game where, you know, he was talking about how some changes were on the table, how he was going to be open to everything, never leaving a stone unturned. But obviously we know that was right after the game. And he had to have time to go back and watch the tape, time to, you know, evaluate and really see not just what changes potentially needed to be made or should be made, but also what were the ripple effects of those potential changes in terms of if you move X player who replaces X player, if you remove X coach or coordinator who replaces X coach or coordinator. And the way that he started it off was basically that, you know, when he was asked about those things, he said that there wasn't going to be any significant changes at this particular point in time that, you know, fans might have been uh, hoping for or even potentially expecting But this still goes back into kind of what he was talking about, just in the sense of he's not going to make changes for the sake of making changes. Hmm. And that's a fine line to toe. Sure. Obviously, as fans, as media, people are going to have a certain perspective of what changes should be made and when they feel they need to be made. Others are going to have an approach that's going to be more in line with Coach Tomlin. And then you're still going to have those that kind of fall in between in the sense that, you know, if you say you want to make a change, but you don't know how you could or who should or anything along those lines, they'll bring up outliers. Hey, man, one time in Baltimore, they made a switch at offensive coordinator in season and see how that worked out for them. Hey, you remember that one time in 1975 when that team did it? And it's like, you see how you have to be really specific with these outliers? Oh, yeah. When it gets like that. It's like, hey, Kansas football (laughs) finally hired a great coach. It only took them 100 different candidates before they got there. When it gets to that level, it's kind of like, this is why you don't do these type of just mass changes in season because it is few and far in between in terms of the success rate of those. But... This is a part of what we do. This is a part of us talking through this thing and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out how do we Mm -hmm. feel about that. So I wanted to present that question to the power grid, the megawatts, first off, just in the sense that, hey, he said that there are not going to be any massive changes that are happening this week. How do you guys feel about that? Mm. Do you feel like this is the best course of action? Do you think that changes should be made? And if you do, don't just tell me you feel like they should be made. Give me an example of what would the plan be. Show your work. Yeah. Don't don't just tell me. Oh, I would fire Mike Canada today. Okay, cool. I would just pr- promote Mike, uh, Mike Sullivan. Okay, cool. Why? And then? What's the difference? 
Yeah. That's all we're just saying. Like, and, and not trying Correct. to be like, yeah, you know, too, too to be... like rigid or, or, right. or funny about it. But it's like in that serious sense of because we're still trying to remain competitive as well. Because that's the the remember the standard is standard that whole dynamic and that we I always talk about, right? I think that's a non-negotiable at this point. Mm-hmm. I know, particularly if these next couple weeks don't go well, right? There's going to be Steelers fans that are just going to say, you know, punt on this season, let it go, get whoa, a high whoa, draft. Whoa. This ain't frozen, fam. We won't let nothing go. Ca- Carolina's already doing it, right? The nah. Panthers are already doing it. So, so, so uh, we in Carolina. We ain't them Panthers. That is, of all the things I think we could argue, disagree on, yell at each other about, as a Steeler fan, as a Steeler media member, if you're kind of blur that line like Motsi and I do, wherever you're at, I think we can all agree that's just not going to be the case. The Steelers are not going to make decisions to set themselves up to lose more games this season. That's just, that's never, at least as long as Art Rooney II is 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 sitting at the forefront of this thing, that's never going to happen. That's not in the Steelers' DNA. And quick side tangent, I could see the Steelers struggling here the next couple weeks. They get to the bye. Kenny Pickett starts to get more comfortable. They hopefully find an identity or two on offense. You get T.J. Watt back, and all of a sudden down the stretch they win some games, and people are like, oh, what are we doing? All mm-hmm. we're doing now is hurting our draft pick. I might I might uh, predict that it's going to happen now, but but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But I know, I know you're right. People have takes on this, and uh, and you know where to get at us if you want to get them uh, into the into the uh, the forefront here of the show. Can I uh, can I tell you where where I was at with all that? Yeah. So I think a lot of people were peeved yesterday, mm-hmm. were upset. They felt like they were maybe hoodwinked, oh, bamboozled, hey now, and run amok. Whoa. Because after- still a nation ain't landing on we ain't landing on still a nation still a nation landing on us don't you tell me that we at? all right <laughs> Mike Tomlin Sunday you know about four o'clock four thirty whenever it was that he took the podium after that lopsided loss in Buffalo he said you know we'll leave no stone unturned we're we're gonna uh, consider any and all changes you know not a direct quote there but just paraphrasing and then he comes got out just what you said though he, he yeah. comes out yesterday right in his Tuesday press conference and says. I guess just on the surface, the opposite. Like, we're not going to make change just for the sake of making change. And a lot of Steelers fans and media had massive reactions to that. And you know it. Well, wait a second. 48 hours ago, he just said we're going to turn over all these stones. Now he's saying we're not going to do anything drastic. There's nuance in there. So Can you say, can you say that again? There's, there's nuance oh. in there. What you might consider, what, what Mike Tomlin might consider turning stones over doesn't necessarily have to be so drastic or dramatic as you might want it to be. So, let me ask you this, Motsi. Mm-hmm. If we see Jalen Warren start to get more carries, wouldn't that signify change to you? Yeah, but he already said that they were going to be expanding his role anyways. And we had already been seeing that. That was some of the things that he was asked about. Yeah. If Calvin Austin starts out there and starts to get more reps, and George Pickens with him starts to get the lion's share of the targets. Wouldn't that signify change to you? I would agree. That definitely would. If we see Mark Robinson or Isaiah Loudermilk not only get a helmet but get snaps out there, wouldn't that justif- Wouldn't that signify change to you? There's a strong possibility that that would justify change. So I think that's the middle ground that we're, that we're looking for here. I don't think it's going to be the same cast of characters that we saw Sunday in Buffalo. It's not going to be as drastic as everybody wants to fire this coach, fire that coach, start doing this, start doing that, trade this person, sign this person out of free agency. 
But if some of those things that we just mentioned start to happen, Jalen Warren's more involved with the offense. Pickens, uh, Calvin Austin comes back from IR and gets some spin. We see maybe some guys like Loudermilk and Mark Robinson on defense. That's change. That is. That's about as significant as you can get at this point in the season. I would agree with that. And realistically. But the thing is this. You know how it goes. We would support those changes, and we would understand the nuance and the detail that even went to make those subtle changes. Because anytime you're making changes, they're all going to have a certain level of ripple effect. But you're always trying to make this change and figure out the best way to have less moving pieces, but also ultimately keep your team you know, being as efficient as possible and ultimately continuing to progress as much as possible. So it's a fine line whenever you're talking about any type of switches because every player is very different in how they fit, how they operate with the others around them. It's a lot that goes with that. But the problem, though, Wes, is when you're sitting at one and four and you just said, hey, man, we're going to leave. We're not going to leave a stone unturned. It does kind of come off in a sense as if it was just noise on Sunday hmm. in the no, moment. No, I, I get that. I you get know? that. Like I said, I personally don't feel like that, but I could understand how people could take it that way because when you're looking at this team and you're asking yourself, well, what about this team is saying that you should continue going forward with the players that you're continuing to go oh, forward no with? no doubt, no doubt. Or even this coaching staff, that is some of the stuff that I understand. But I will say this, man. Coach Tomlin also, when he was talking about some of the changes and that you know he wasn't going to make crazy changes and stuff like that, when he was asked about Matt Canada, though, he said that he has confidence in him, but he said confidence does not matter. And the reason he was saying that is because the productivity hasn't been there. Right. And he was really clear and concise in terms of differentiating the two. His confidence in Matt Canada is because, yes, he believes that he can do this. He might have done plenty of things in the offseason and even last year and even at times in meetings this season that makes him believe that his preparation is what it needs to be, that his understanding of the NFL level and concepts and how to be successful and how to anticipate certain things defensively, he might have confidence that he is capable of doing those things. But we haven't seen the productivity consistently be there in stadium. And Coach Tomlin, I do feel like, was alluding to that in terms of how he answered that question pertaining to Mad Canada. So I did like that because it at least let me know that, hey, man, he's not completely content with what has been going on. And it should, shouldn't be, right. yeah. But, you know, at times the message could get a little bit mixed hmm. when he says that, hey, I'm encouraged by the way that the direction of this team. I'm encouraged by the direction of Matt Canada and the offense. I'm encouraged. Some people hear encouraged and they think that, hey, man, he's satisfied. Yeah. good. He's well, content that's, It's a it. good way to put it. And it is not the same thing. No, not at all. And if you listen to when Coach Tomlin speaks on it, he is very clear with that. So I did like that part. I did like the fact that, like I said, he could acknowledge that he still has confidence in him because as a player or as a coach, man, you want your boss to have confidence in you. No matter who you are. And you want him to publicly say that he has confidence in you, regardless of who you are, regardless of what a fan may think, whatever a media member may think. Oh, man, I want you to go up here and blast this guy. Okay, cool. Then what? Now you want to come here and look in this guy's eyes and expect him to still give it all to you again? Mm-hmm. Nah, that's not how it works. Think about in your job. If your coworker or your boss threw you under the bus publicly, even if it was dessert, how would you respond? Are you going to always respond with this, hey, man, I'm super excited to be here. I still want to be committed. I'm still going to give you my all. do everything? No. Everything's just water off your back. That's yeah. not how it operates. No. Human nature is real. It Regardless is. if you're Absolutely. an athlete or a non-athlete. And that's one of those things that we talk about. Sometimes there are things that 
non-athletes can relate to in this. In, and that in, in is that, certainly one of them. And that's certainly one of them. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. I, You know this. My, my first uh, you know, big boy full-time job out of college, I worked for a hockey team in Ohio for yep. two years. And with that, like everybody does, and I don't care if it's minor league baseball, you know, whatever it is, when you work those type of broadcasting jobs, mm-hmm. until you get to be Billy Hillgrove or Mike Lang, right, you you have to do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So part of my responsibilities, I had to do sales stuff as well, too. I had to sell group tickets. I had to sell sponsorships, that type of stuff. And I had the dynamic, right, where I had a manager, like my day-to-day guy. Let me call the manager. And then the owner of the team. So that was kind of my boss structure, right? Had a had a day to day manager, and then the owner of the team, right. kind of like how you like here at iHeart, yes. right? With Brian Lamartina is our day to day guy, mm-hmm. and then there's some, you know, there's some bigger some suits, some bigger suits yes. abo- above him, right? So you've got like, a, and, and people can relate. People know that dynamic. You got like your manager, and then you got your boss, boss. Well, at first, because I had never, I mean, I I didn't go to college for business. I didn't have a say, you know, I had no experience in sales or anything like yeah. that. I was struggling the first few months, and our owner was crushing me. You know, hey, what are you doing? You're not hitting any of your goals. Mm-hmm. You got to hit these numbers. Mm-hmm. We love what you bring from a media perspective, but this is part of the gig. You know, you, you got to get this right or else we're going to have to consider your long-term future here. Ooh, early. Early. <laughs> Cutting me down, right? Say early. Making me Set worried. Like, all right, should I should I really be signing this lease in Ohio? Like, like am I going to be back at home with mom and dad looking for another job soon? Whereas my day-to-day manager was the one who would always build me up. Yo, dude. Everybody in this building loves you. Mm-hmm. You can talk to anybody. You can go talk to you can go talk to a a a fifteen year old kid about hockey. You can go talk to a seventy year old grandma about hockey. They all gonna love it. That's all you gotta do. Just be yourself. Just talk to these people about the team. You know, get them. See if you can get them to come out. Just establish relationships. That's all you gotta do. And the numbers and, and the sales will follow. I needed that at that time. You know, I, I I needed our our owner probably kicking me in the butt a little bit as well too. But I needed my day to day manager to be like, "Yo, you got this. It's all good. I know you can do this. I know your personality. I know you'll be fine." There's that's that's a fine line that everybody in every walk of life has to has to um, maneuver has Absolutely. to maneuver, especially mm-hmm. leaders like Mike. People that yes. are in leadership positions, as you've said many times before. What pushed your buttons and what you got going from a coach mm-hmm. was different than the guy lining up next to you. 100%. Some guys need tough love. Some guys need support. Sometimes it's a balance of both. And that is obviously the tightrope that Mike Tomlin is trying to walk while a lot of his coaches and a lot of his players and himself are being thrown under the bus by a lot of different fans and media and entities. Yeah, absolutely. And that did go into the next part of this thing where – you know, people did start to question or wonder with some of the chatter that was coming out on Monday. Um, obviously, Arthur Milet addressing the team in the manner that he did after the game. The butt retweet, <laughs> non-butt retweet situation. Butt tweet. Obviously, you know, everybody was starting to draw this narrative of, is Coach Tomlin losing this locker room? Is this team going to stop responding to him? Is this too many distractions taking place? And for me, man, from personal experiences – these are only distractions to fans and media. I mean, that's just how it operates um, in terms of in that locker room. When it gets tough, we don't start pointing fingers and no. become divisive. That's no. what that's what regular people do. We always like to say you regular civilians. You regular civilians. <laughs> y- y'all do that a lot. Y- you, y'all will point the finger. You y'all. ever seen Harry Potter? Uh, I have. I'm familiar. You muggles. Oh, there we go. Yes, yes. You muggles. Yes. You know, but that's the dynamic because you think about what do we see when we open up social media on a game day? Man, fire this guy. This guy's to blame, right? It's a lot of finger pointing. Mm, Always. Always finger pointing. 
And the said, criticism is yeah. always a lot louder than the praise. Absolutely. But that is what regular individuals do. That's human nature. As athletes, so you have to realize we're conditioned to not think like regular people. No doubt. We're conditioned to think in a very different manner. Um, the way that we communicate, the way that we process, we move on. We're able to talk to each other in a lot more direct manner that to the average person, you would think you're being overly criticized and you should go cry in a corner or should respond with being defensive. Whereas for us in that locker room, man, we could call you out to your face in the most direct manner and you know it's nothing disrespectful because it's coming from a state of love. Yep. But that's just the brotherhood, the bond that we build. And that's why you always hear guys talk about, man, what you miss the most is the locker room. Mm -hmm. Because those relationships are unlike anything that you will ever understand. very few places in the world that that you can experience that. Absolutely. So with that being the case, when you think of all of the stuff, the chatter, is Mike Tomlin losing this? Is Coach Tomlin, you know, going to potentially have this locker room or this team quit on him? I have zero concerns about that, honestly. Same man. here. Same because here. to me, man, you want guys step, uh, stepping up. You want guys being pissed off. When you get beat the way they got beat, absolutely. And, yeah, we understand stuff happens. And we also understand that, hey, when you're losing, people start to pull up any and everything because they're concerned. They're seeking comfort. And it's fine. But as players, we understand that, so that's why we don't spend a lot of time entertaining it. We don't spend a lot of time really uh, delving in those type of feelings and those type of emotions because as players, we can't. We can't allow ourselves to linger on. Once you're out of that stadium, 24 hours is legit because you know what? You think Tampa (laughs) Bay cares what you did last week? Nope. You think when we get done with this Tampa Bay game, I think it's what, Miami after that? You think Miami is going to care what happened after that? Nope. Nah, nobody does. It's week to week. It's literally one game at a time. You hear us players talk about it all the time, and it sounds like so cookie true. cutter. But that is like 100% how we have to operate. Like I said, it's great while you're playing. It sucks after football. And that's something that I personally still deal with <laughs> because my communication skills are still very much football communication skills. Rigid, direct, clear. Not a lot of sugarcoating. <laughs> Not you mean sometimes you just okay. you're too too heavy handed on the oh, kids okay. at home? Okay, not not everybody can handle that type of communication, or yeah, no doubt, or the put your head down and get the work mode either, because that's the other thing that we do with football. Sometimes it's not a lot of let's communicate about our feelings. Sometimes not a lot of hey, coach man, I'm really sad that you pulled me, so now it has me contemplating how hard I want to work, but I still show up and give it my all every day, coach, because I'm committed to this team. No, no, you don't have time to say all that. Literally, it's. Suppress your feelings, mm-hmm. put your head down, and get to work. Get Gr- better. It's great in football. Great in football. And that's what those guys are going to do. They're going to put their head down and get to work. They're going to drive in. Yeah, they pissed. Yeah, they, they mama pissed, daddy pissed, wife pissed, kids pissed. Fans Everybody pissed. pissed. You know that. Yep. They ain't got time for that. Put your head down, you go to work. Period. Like I said, it's great for football. Not good outside. No, like you listen, and I have listen, talked, you can't it, suppress those emotions in the real world. In the real world, communicate, okay? Even if it isn't the best version of it, just communicate. We can figure it out afterwards. <laughs> Do not keep it in. Just telling you. Listen right. to me, okay? You got a whoos. Yes, yes. <laughs> but in football, you can. And it's and like I said, it's praised. They want you to be like that. 100%. They want you to be that uh, sort of speak machine. And that's why I do feel confident, and that's why I'm able to tell you firsthand that all of this 
false pressure that we've created and drummed up all of this oh my god we're so anxious man everything is about to fall this is about to be just doom and gloom disaster we never feel like that as players because we're never allowed to allow those type of thoughts and emotions to fester we have to just keep moving forward and that's you know part of the thing that as we wrap up this first segment it's kind of the thought process even with this fan base it's like man i understand that you're not going to be able to operate the way that we do but understand when you see some of this stuff coming out, why not to panic? Yes, yes, 100%. People kind of lost their mind initially when Deontay Johnson responded to Ryan Clark the way that he did. But then you see him follow it up the way that he did also. Because in the heat of the moment, we're going to speak the way that we speak because that's how we are as athletes. Absolutely. But then after that, yeah, we might come back and give you a, a, a nicer version, which is what Deontay did. A more calculated you version. Know? Yeah. <laughs> but not everybody does that. And we don't have to either. You know, It's not owed. But that is one of the things that you can just see the difference in that particular example right there of mm-hmm. heat of the moment. I'm responding how I respond because that's what we do as athletes. But then I've had time to process, right? 24, 48 hours. Let me give you a little bit more buttoned up version. <laughs> And that's kind of where we're at with this thing right now, man. But it's definitely, like I said, it's going to be an exciting time to see this particular unit traverse through this. That's where I'm at, too. Pseudo-adversity, the oh, I, not having the, the everything going perfectly for you. How do you respond in those moments? Partner, you're absolutely right. That's what I'm looking forward now these next few weeks into the bye week. Everyone's written this team off, both as a collective and a lot of individuals as well, too. Who's who's going to be able to to turn that tide, right? Who's going to be able to get this thing moving in the right direction? Do a little bit of a one eighty, uh, you know, row against the current, whatever cliche I want to use. You're absolutely right because don't think too that going back to where we kind of started with how the Steelers, you know, this everything is is always about winning and it's it's never the um, you know setting yourself up to to fail or to have a better draft position. A big part of this, these last 12 games, who's coming into the next era of Steelers football? Mm. Because, Mm. you know, a down season is never going to be acceptable, but in some ways it's at least understandable. Right. When you, again, bigger picture, grand scheme, losing an 18-year Hall of Fame quarterback, it's never going to be acceptable, but there's a difference between accepting something and context and understanding. But you might get that leash for a couple weeks in one season. You're not getting that going forward. So who's going into this next era of Steelers football? Who can navigate these times of adversity, galvanize, bond together, right, and start get things moving in the right direction? That always matters, but particularly when you when you are, when you've got so many young pieces, when you've got so many unproven commodities, who is going to be the type of person that has a, a decade-long NFL career like my yeah. co-host? Uh-oh, hey now. And who are going to be the people that – are only in the league for two, three, four years, and then they're out. That's what you're fighting for here over these next 12 games. And if you don't think that that's worth fighting for, well, then, hey, I'm probably surprised you've made it this far in the first place. Ain't that the truth. <laughs> but we are going to go to a break. But when we come back, man, we are going to start addressing some of your tweets, man, and um, just response to some of the stuff that we've been talking about. So if you haven't got those in, just uh, go ahead and get them in right now. We'll go to break, oh, man, rolling. at Delbody52 at Wesley Euler. And this is Moats and Euler on Still is Nation Radio. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. 
ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.